We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says, promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co-host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Acts of Podcast on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to talk about the NFC North, and we're going to break down each team every week. And this week, we have the Green Bay Packers, and we actually have a very special guest from YouTube, Tom Grassi, to come in and talk about his Green Bay Packers, all on episode 104 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 104 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Bet Online AG, and it's felt like a minute, guys. You know, we haven't had an episode drop since May 29th, and now it is officially June 12th of the time of this recording. And I'm joined by my two guys, as usual, Malcolm and Pierre. How you boys Woo. doing? Um. I'm not living the quarantine life anymore. Oh my God! Give it a clap. Just give it a clap. He's not living the quarantine life. No, we're starting to go out a little now, um, slowly. So yeah, I want to give you a little uh, belated happy birthday. I know your birthday was not that long ago, so happy birthday! And there we go. So we're not gonna say your age because we don't need to know that. (laughs) But it's not us doing an episode. Not not just us, I should say. We have a very special guest joining us today, and we are gonna be talking about. The division rivals themselves, the Green Bay Packers, my least favorite team. I'm assuming Malcolm Pierce's least favorite team in the division. Yeah. We're a very special guest with us. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell our viewers what you do and everything? Absolutely. Hi, I'm Tom Grassi. I'm a guy who supports the fan base that they all hate. <laughs> I have a uh, 
<laughs> I have a Packers podcast, podcast that's been going strong for, oh, God. We're going in six years now. Yay. Yeah, into six wow. years. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if it makes you guys feel any better, I, I don't hate you. I just I just don't think about you. I'm sorry. Oh, that's no, uh, wait a minute. I mean that in a nice way. No, I like Matthew you, Stafford. He's a good pow pow. <laughs> bang bang. You just it's true. Listen, I, I had to like we, we walk in first. And you're like, oh Tom, do your own intro, and I'm like, oh I'm not prepared. I don't. I'm just like I am a guy. I do things on the internet. But yeah, no. You I, listen. I have rooted for the Lions on occasion, just never when they're against the Packers. And if they were to win a Super Bowl, I wouldn't mind it. There you go. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. All right, thank you. We appreciate it. You guys turn around and be like, "Yeah, but fuck you." No, like we're. (laughs) (laughs) That's real nice, Tom, but I don't don't care. (laughs) Tom, I mean, you you have teams that have gone thirteen and three, won Lombardi trophies, gone to the Super Bowl. I mean, you have no. You have no reason to hate us. <laughs> we are irrelevant. <laughs> you, you, guys. So yeah. I, you, you never punch down in comedy, so like I, I get you. So like you gotta always punch up, and you know, yeah, that's I get you. Listen, you guys were beating us for you know 14 minutes and 59 seconds in Don't. both games. Mm. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. No, I did that math wrong. Basically, the entire game, you know, both games last year. So that's an achievement. Um, yeah, shout out to that. Letter. Shout out to that. Right, that assisted you guys with that dub. <laughs> Listen, let's just say that the checks they they cash a little bit quicker than you guys. That's all I can say. That that that's it. That's a little hands to the face. Yeah, sure, whatever. Shoulder pad. No one's looking. You see, I, I had a feeling this was gonna happen. Lions pages communicating with Packers. It just usually doesn't mesh really well together. It's fine. It, you, the thing is, you guys gotta download Venmo because that's what the refs have been taking. They were doing PayPal for a while. I don't know if you got that memo, but now it's all about the Venmo game. So that's what they're really on nowadays. So do they accept Apple Pay as well? Nah, see, they're actually Samsung Pay. It makes oh. sense because they're the refs, but you know, they're they're always gonna That's be behind. That's why it, it all makes sense. I that, get it. See, you, you guys are over here with your iPhones, and you're just like, what the hell, man? But <laughs> you you guys hear this? Packer fans know how to pay referees. This yeah. we. Lions fans, take notes. We're taking notes right now. That's okay. good. It's, it's there should be one note. Venmo. That's it. That's the only mm-hmm. note that you gotta take. Okay. All right. You know what? Noted. Bob we'll Quinn, if we'll you hear this, you know what to do. Well, you my, that's my intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice to have you, Tom. Yeah, man. Right. Definitely, so, definitely nice to have you. <laughs> let's get right to the first question. This was probably one of the bigger headlines of the office, not just related to the Packers in general, but just a big headline in the NFL. The Green Bay Packers first round pick. They went out and selected quarterback Jordan Love out of Utah State. And you guys obviously have Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, you look on social media, very mixed reviews. I'm curious to hear what are your thoughts on this movement? What's the fan base in general? Mixed reviews. See, I thought it was one of the least controversial picks uh, ever. I don't think there was any Packer fans that were upset, said nobody ever. Uh, Yeah, that was a very, very divisive. And that's putting it mildly uh, pick. People were very upset. And and I I will be honest, you know. I find that the majority of people, they don't hate the pick like they don't hate Jordan Love. They're not looking at him going like he's a garbage QB, like this was a waste of a pick. I think the bigger problem is, is that one, we traded up for him and we we traded a fourth. People are not happy about that. And two, as you've already said, we already have Aaron Rodgers. And on top of that, 
you know, it's different from, you know, Brett Favre when we drafted Rodgers in 05, because Favre was like wishy-washy of like, oh, I don't know if I want to retire. I don't know if I want to stay, you know, blah, 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 blah. Rodgers has been very adamant saying, I want to play into my 40s. I want to retire as a Packer. And he has years on his contract left. He has four years left. And for us to turn around and then draft a QB, a lot of people are like, wow, this is basically just like sucker punching Aaron Rodgers and saying, get the hell out. So when we first did it, I wasn't too pleased. Um, And I sat on it a little bit and I'm looking at it this way. It's a really ballsy pick because, you know, Gutekunst and Mark Murphy there, I would argue definitely Gutekunst, our GM, his kind of legacy is going to be tied to this pick. Very similar to how Ryan Paces is tied to Trubisky. Right. And we see how that saga is, you know, playing out. That's something we yes. can all agree on. That's just yes, great yes. television. That's just, that was just uh, that's cheers all around. So that's going really, really well. But for the Packers with Gutekunst, you know, if this doesn't pan out, you know, and if he's a bust, you know, or he's just like a complete mediocre quarterback, this is going to look really, really bad on the front office. But the way that I'm looking at it is this way. Okay, Rodgers has, I would say, arguably two years left with the Packers. Like, let's just say in the perfect world. And what I mean by that is if Jordan Love develops, he'll sit for two years, which he needs to because he does need to develop. He sits for two years. He sit behind one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. He takes over. We have a franchise QB for the next however many years. Aaron Rodgers will go to another team, which is upsetting, which is very, very upsetting. But I understand the pick. But there's a lot riding on it that it needs to pan out. If you give any damn, uh, I actually was a big fan of Jordan Love in the pre-draft process, watching him in the Senior Bowl. Uh, not the greatest here at Utah State, but, you know, I think he has the traits to be a really good quarterback. Oh, yeah. and I think we kind of saw I think we kind of saw that at the Senior Bowl with the Lions were coaching with him, actually. So, you know, I think he has potential to be a really good quarterback, and especially riding a few years, you know, behind a very good quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. You know, the ceiling's high for Jordan Love, definitely, but high, expectations are going to be high on him, most definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I read, like, I don't know if this is true. Do Rodgers and LaFleur not get along, or is that just, like, BS? <sighs> so... <laughs> All right, going into the 2019 season, it was a long off season. LaFleur got hired, I think I want to say it was like the end of January, if I'm not mistaken, of 2019. He gets brought in immediately. Like, I think the Bleacher Report, they like released that whole skating article between like Rodgers and McCarthy, how they never got along and all that, whatever. The players came out. I don't really care anymore. But anyway, that came out. And then they said, oh, my God, here comes Matt LaFleur. He's only a couple years you know, older than Rodgers. They're not going to get along. And LaFleur and Rodgers, that was a whole offseason. We dealt with that crap. And then the gate, like, it happened, and it was fine. Like, LaFleur and Rodgers had come out and being like, we laughed our asses off when that stuff came out. Because, like, it just came out of nowhere that we weren't going to get along. So unless they're, like, really, really, really good at hiding it. But I have to imagine, like, Rodgers has also been very explicit in saying, like, listen, it's a totally different system. I played under McCarthy for over a decade you know, and I'm coming in, every, the lingo is different, the play calls are different, you know, the the, pre-re- the pre-snap the pre reads are completely different, motions are different, what have you. It takes getting used to, but, right. like, he would say that, it'd be like, you know, it's challenging, and media would run with that and be like, Rogers hates LaFleur's children. And, like, that would be the headline, and he's like, how, children? How, how do you get there? Like, how do you get from A to B? Like, where? how do we get there? So... Um, no, uh, yeah, it's, it's been completely overblown by the media, just like Joe Burrow doesn't want to play for the Bengals, which I mm. wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put it past him cause you know, Cincinnati, but yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of truth to that. 
Yeah, and it sounds like a story that we already seen. If if Jordan Love sits on the bench for two years and then takes over, that's what yeah. Rodgers did. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he sat on, yeah, from 2005. He got drafted in 05, and he had his first start in 08. Yeah, that was 08 season. And, yeah, I mean, like, it could ha- But then again, like, I also tell Packers fans, at the bare minimum, for two years, we have a competent backup. And yeah, I, like, definitely. listen, we haven't had one since Matt Flynn. You know, we had mm. Seneca Wallace in there. We had Brett Huntley in there. We had Deshaun Kaiser in there. We've had Tim Boyle in there. We haven't had, like, Scott Tolzien. We haven't had the best of the best here. And, you know, that is something, because, as you know, if Rodgers goes down, Packers are like, okay, we're done now. Like that, that there goes our season. So at the bare minimum. And there's also the chance, like if he doesn't develop. All right. We still got four years of Aaron Rodgers then. Okay. Um, If you had to give it a grade, obviously, that was a prime position to maybe grab a weapon for Aaron Rodgers this year. If you had to give the Jordan Love a grade, what would you give it? I'd give it like a B. And that'd be like, yeah, I'd say it's a B because I think, as you guys mentioned, I think his ceiling is really high. His Mm -hmm. 2018 was really, really good. His 2019 was not so good, made a lot of mistakes, forced a lot of balls, also had no receivers to throw to. But he also made a lot of mistakes and he has owned that, too, and said, like, listen, I try to force a lot of balls. It's funny. 2018, he looks a lot like Rogers and 2019 looks like a lot like Favre. And it's a blessing and a curse. So I'd give it a solid B, but. The thing is that confused me more were the picks that followed that because it seemed like, you know, going running back in the second round with A.J. Dillon, which I don't hate the pick again, but we have Aaron Jones, but we're probably not going to pay him. And then going to Guerra in the third just left a lot of Packers fans going, oh, OK, I thought I thought we were doing it for this year. But I guess I guess we're looking a little bit further down the road. Yeah. Well, so that brings me to my next question. <laughs> were you surprised <laughs> that the Packers drafted the A.J. Dillon? Yes. <laughs> um, yes and no. So I put out a video. I want to say it was pre-draft. I wa- yeah, it was definitely pre-draft. Um, are we going to re-sign Aaron Jones? And the amount of comments I go of, like, of course, you moron. Why wouldn't we sign Aaron Jones? <laughs> and I was like, OK, simmer down now. Maybe watch the video for two minutes. But the, like, the thing is, look at the teams that have made and or won the Super Bowl. How many of them have had high contract running backs? Zero. I mean, where are they? I mean, you look at like the Patriots, they get like Garrett Blunt whenever he gets released by whatever team that he's working in. Right. You look at, you know, they had uh, was it Darren Williams for the, the Chiefs. And even with that, they like Mostert with the 49ers. People don't shell out a ton of money because they're worried that it's going to be another Todd Gurley, another David Johnson, another Le'Veon Bell, which I'm not jury's not out on Le'Veon Bell yet. But you know what I mean? Is that it? The, these guys are very expensive and they get injured very, very easily. Aaron Jones. This was the first season that he played a full season as a Packer in his career. And he had like double digit. He had 16 rushing touchdowns. If he does that again, like, yeah, he's going to get priced right out of Green Bay just because we're not going to be able to afford him. So thinking at it from that perspective, you bring in A.J. Dillon, who's a bruiser back, who I think is going to make defenses miserable in December. We have that long stretch of home games that I like the pick and it's the same time it also provides leverage because if Aaron Jones goes off and we can't pay him all right well we're not going to be you know kind of stuck with our hands in our pockets going all right we don't have a running back which I know you guys are familiar with sorry sorry wow. I'm sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> wow another low blow all right let's I, it's on. not low blow if it's a true story listen I I I I I gave you props for for drafting a running back you needed to do it you guys yeah. haven't had one since Barry Sanders. So you, 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 Matthew Stafford can't do everything, guys. He can't do everything. We've been trying to tell our GMs this, you know, but uh, yeah. 
Well, I, wrote, you know. I wrote a letter. I wrote a letter to, um, to our ownership, <laughs> and uh-huh. I was like, please just get this right and get a running back. Instead of Santa, you're just like, I'm just going to write it every single yeah. year to the front office hoping <laughs> things change. Dear Martha. Yeah. <laughs> Martha, <laughs> oh. get a running back or please just sell the team. Either one at this point. Patricia's is riding around on his new golf cart that he got for Christmas. <laughs> oh, the North. Um, yeah, the North is pretty interesting. Um, I thought AJ Dillon, to be honest, was kind of going to replace Jamal Williams because they're both kind of those like that power back, right? Um, Williams, I don't think he's going to be on the team this year. I think that mm. he's going to get cut before this year. So we got Dexter Williams last year. Uh, we re-signed um, Swervin Urban, Tyler Urban from oh, yeah. last year, who was a nice yeah. little weapon in there as well. And Jamal Williams, he's in his contract year as well. And I like Jamal Williams. I think he's a great personality. I think, you know, he is proven to be a solid number two back. But honestly, I think this year you're going to see Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon run the show because, Dill- you know, Jones has shown that he is a receiving threat as well. Jamal Williams has had injury issues as well, but like he doesn't get played that much. I think they'll just use Dillon as the rotational guy. Um, because I just, again, I just don't see us paying Jones. It, it could happen, but considering that we have Kenny Clark, David Bakhtiari, Corey Lindsley, Kevin King, uh, and also Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are all free agents next year. Like s- someone's not going to get paid. Um, right. and, and unfortunately, you know, I think that one of the highest contracts is going to be to Aaron Jones and that's going to be a problem. Yeah. We had a similar story this year was, uh, Darius Slay, you know, we yeah. said, me and my co-host Malcolm were like, we think he's going to be traded this offseason. Yep. And, you know, we got the, the keyboards going, no, 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 you're yep. an idiot, you're an idiot. And then, you know, same thing with Graham Glasgow. I said that could be a very possibility that he's not going to be back. And look, both are gone now. So, yeah. yeah. No, I and listen, you know, you you got Okuda to, to kind of like fill to fill the hole. Right. I thought you guys would have gone with linebacker with Simmons. But, you know, neither here nor there. But, you know, I think that. For the Lions, and please tell me if I'm wrong, the number one problem with the Lions is that just, like, you can't get it together because you have a crap ton of talent on that team, like a yeah. crap ton. I think Matthew Stafford's the second-best quarterback in the North by far, by far, and I've been saying that for years now. Screw you, Kirk Cousins. And I think just like it's just the lack of a running game, the lack of an offensive line as he's been murdered, the lack of a defense, and Stafford's just like, what else do you want me to do, guys? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting murdered back here. What do you want me to do? And it's just, you got the receivers now, and it's now just about trying to gel together and not make him like Tom Brady like he was when Patricia came in and was just like, no, just like quick throws, that's it, when you have Stafford who has like a cannon of an arm. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. You nailed it. You nailed it, man. You pretty much on the dot. Yeah, you pretty I pay attention to my rivals. See, that was a compliment. There it is, another one, man. Somewhat. He gets a gold star. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for your UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline have hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and even prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for your free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. 
So uh, last year the Packers were spenders. This year they kind of waited and kind of went like didn't spend as much. What are your thoughts on their free agency haul? Yeah, um, we got we Blake Martinez sailed away, and right. all the Packers fans were like, okay, bye bye now. All right, bye bye. We we didn't mind that. Uh, and the Giants could go pay him thirty million dollars. And Blake, listen, Blake Martinez outside of football, great dude, uh, and and is like one of the leading tacklers on our team. It just happens to be five yards after the line of scrimmage. Um, but like he was never going to be the guy at, at inside linebacker. We drafted Oren Burks a few years ago. He hasn't amounted to a whole lot. Um, and we really just had a deficit in the middle of the field for a long, long time. We even we moved Clay Matthews back in the day to inside, yeah, and he was good that. and he was he's tolerable. But like we were doing him a disservice because he's an outside linebacker. Yeah. Right. So it yeah, it was it was fun. Um. So <laughs> with that being said. We went out and we got Christian Kirksey, who I absolutely love the pickup. We got him for cheap. Um, there was other guys that I would have liked to have target. The number one thing is he could wind up being a very great signing. The problem is, is that the past two years, I think he's played a total of nine games. Yeah, something like that. That's the problem. So if he can stay on the field, we should be okay at that spot. Not not great, not amazing, not phenomenal. We should be okay. Um, and then the other big signing, of course, was Blaga leaving, uh, and we wound up getting you know, Ricky. Ricky. Rick, good old Ricky. And Ricky <laughs> Wagner over at that Ricky spot. Ricky Wagner. Which is a downgrade. You know, it is a downgrade from Bulaga. Bulaga played his ass off last All season. Right. He, he really, really, really played well. Um, you know, we drafted three OLs in the sixth round this past season. Um, I, I think that, that that's my biggest issue. So, no, we didn't spend a whole lot of money because, honestly, we don't have the money to spend. We still need to re-sign Kenny Clark. But um, I think the number one thing we're going to have to worry about is right tackle because Ricky Wagner is going to be a stopgap. He's a Band-Aid to that position. We're going to have to draft, you know, somewhat high. I would imagine yeah. next draft because – you know, we're going to we're going to be in trouble there. But I'm hoping Wagner can at least, you know, pull through at least one good season. I mean, he's yeah. he's, he's solid. No, he's serviceable. Yeah, 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 definitely serviceable. He's a really good bomb in the pass protection and and the run blocking is where he struggles. Yeah, a lot. So we're just going to run left a lot. <laughs> just run left. <laughs> and they got they got the Mr. Hands in the face. Bakhtari. <laughs> David Bakhtari. Yeah. All right. So obviously the Green Bay Packers. They went 13 and three last year. Yes. And you know, I'm curious. Do you think the team got better? Do they get worse? Do they overachieve last year? You know, where are you at with this team? Um, well, I don't think anybody, including myself, thought that the Packers were going to go 13 and three, let alone go to the NFC Championship game. Uh, brand new OC with Nathaniel Hackett. You know, coming off the Jaguars, and we're like, ooh, I don't know about that one. You have Matt Lafleur coming in. You know, brand new system. A lot of new, right? Even with their free agents, a lot of new. Wasn't expecting that. Um, so I would say maybe we overachieved a little bit. I thought we were a good football team. You know, if we're talking about really good teams that were exposed as frauds, I mean, you know, look at the Saints. But that being said, I think that the Packers are not going to get a 13-3 and record this year, but I think they will be a better football team. I think mm. a lot of that is going to be reliant on the guys that we have drafted in the past to step up. Talk about wide receiver. You know, you need Equinemia St. Brown coming fresh off of injury to step up. Um, MVS, who has been like, has shown flashes of, oh man, he could be amazing. And then just like catapults into the ground. That's a problem. We got rid of Jimmy Graham. Thank you, Bears. Uh, and, you know, Jay Sternberger, our former third round pick from last year. I'm thinking he's going to be a huge passing threat. We need some of those guys, if not all of them, to step up in a major way. And if they do, that offense should get more in tempo. And on the other side of the ball, 
you know, Rashawn Gary, the number 12 pick overall last year, didn't get a lot of playing time for good reasons because he had the Smith brothers in front of him. If you're able to put Rashawn Gary in there and he's able to produce, which allows the Smith brothers to get pulled out and rotate and stay fresh, then that pass rush is going to be disgustingly good this year. So I think there'll be an overall better cohesive football team. Rodgers will have another year under LaFleur system. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think that we will be a better team heading into the playoffs this year than we were last year. I got you. So I, I have a follow-up to that. So you said Rashawn Gary, who obviously you guys picked at 12 last yeah. year. Um, me, personally, I'm a University of Michigan fan. I was not the biggest fan of Rashawn Gary coming out of Same. college. Pierre, as well, is not a big fan of Rashawn Gary coming into I had hope. For, I, had, I had hope for him. So I'm curious, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you see Rashawn Gary as a pro? Do you think he is worth that first-round grade? Um, like, where do you stand with that? Yeah, so leading up to the draft, I had looked at Rashawn Gary's tape extensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, he got double-teamed a lot. You know, he did. <laughs> he, he, he did get double-teamed a lot, which led to a reduction in his production, right? It, it definitely did that. However, and and he showed like that burst, that speed, what have you. The problem that I saw happen to Gary over and over again is he would get pushed to the outside by a decent tackle and he would never go anywhere near the quarterback because he would use that speed. He'd get pushed to the outside and like he's essentially done. That was my biggest issue. And I was like, okay, like I wanted a guy like Sweat, maybe would have, you know, Montez, what I was more high on, you know, I don't know if we would have gotten AJ Brown that early, someone thing like that. And I liked our later pick with Darnell Savage. But with Gary, I think that, you know, Matt LaFleur, he either worked with him in the past. I don't know, like as a coach or so he did something with him that he was aware of Rashawn Gary. I don't know if it was a workout camp, whatever. And so, you know, he believed in him. I think at this point, that's another pick for Goody that it's like, hey, if that doesn't pan out, that's a problem. He he scored major points by getting Darnell Savage, who I think was an excellent addition, and Elton Jenkins, who, oh, my God, was amazing last year um as a guard but yeah Rashawn Gary's gonna have a ton of pressure on him he's one of my guys that I'm looking at this year saying like I know it's only your second year but my man like you need to produce like you need to go out there and you need to say like this is why I was picked 12 or there's gonna be a lot of questions already because of the Jordan Love pick already because the 2018 draft hasn't really panned out except for Jai Alexander so yeah, I think Rashawn Gary has a lot of potential you know he posts a lot of workout videos on Instagram so Sure. I guess that looks pretty good. And in his on his limited snaps, you know, he he did pressure the QB a lot. You know, obviously it didn't show up a lot on the stat sheets, but I think, um, you know, he's going to get a lot more playing time this year. And I think for that defense to take that next step, he's going to have to contribute. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair argument. We have a similar guy in our roster like that, that we need to produce TJ Hawkinson, our top 10 pick last oh, year. Oh, I loved him. I wanted yeah. him so bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's who I thought you guys were gonna get if he if we so. didn't draft him, obviously. But yeah, we, it was Ed Oliver that. and T.J. Hawkinson. Those were the two guys that I was like, if only we didn't beat the Jets. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> the the T.J. Hawkinson. And listen, he came on for you guys for a couple games, and then week one know. and week two. Yeah, not um, even week two, just week one. <laughs> <laughs> he had a touchdown week two, right? He had a touchdown. No, week two. no. <laughs> oh, man, and then it, and then it got and then it got sad. I'm wondering, Dude. is he um. Is he gonna still? Is he gonna go like the same route as? Uh, oh my God, his name is escaping me. Don't now. say it. Don't say it. Don't oh, say it. Ebron. Don't say it. Ah, yeah, Eric no. Ebron. That's the one. Oh God, That's no, he said one. it. No. I, 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 oh I, I God, think, he said it. 
I, I'm, I'm optimistic that this is different. This yeah, is a different. I think, I think he's a much better player than I Eric agree. LeBron. I, I agree. He is. Definitely agree. He's that, more complete. So. Yes, much better blocker. Like he, much like he. Blocker. The reason I liked him over Fant is because he was a better overall guy. Like he could block. He was dangerous in the passing game. I yeah. No, T.J. Hawkinson was great. So if he uh, fizzles out with you guys, you know, I'm I'm totally good with picking him up. So get. <laughs> I have a question about the Packers defense. So about the run defense, like I yeah. watch tape sometimes. Like man, the Packers don't even give a shit if you run the ball on. <laughs> I'm being serious. I used to. No, tell them no, that. I know. I'm agreeing with you. That was a laughter, and either so, I was gonna laugh or cry to that response. Yeah. <laughs> so like, why um why do they do that? And it looks like they didn't really do much to improve that either, right? I mean, mm-hmm. are they kind of are they going the same route this year? They don't really care about stopping the run. Um, yeah, that, no, that is a very fair question. Okay, so that to answer that question, um, you don't even need to watch a lot of tape. Just put in five minutes of the NFC Championship game from all last right. year. Uh, because the 49ers came in and were like, all right, guys, we're going to run the ball. All right, I guess we're just going to keep on running the ball. And that's all they did. That's, that was the whole game plan. Yep. Right? Shanahan, this genius, is just like, I'm just going to hand it off to Mostert a bunch of times. Um <laughs> So here's why our run defense was utter trash. Okay. So Blake Martinez was our middle linebacker, right? So he's the guy who's working in the inside. As we talked about, gets a lot of tackles, looks really good on the stat sheet. A lot of times it's way past the line of scrimmage. So that was, that was a big reason. Second reason um, on the D line, Kenny Clark is a monster. I I love Kenny Clark and we need to give him all the money, which we will. Besides that though, there's not a lot else. Montrevious Adams, a former third-round pick, has not produced at all. Uh, Kingsley Kiki, who he picked up in the fifth round, he, you know, we didn't give him a lot of opportunities last year. He's going to have to step up this year because we don't really have anyone else. We gave Dean Lowry a big old extension on that line. Hasn't done a whole lot. So the problem is, is that there's really not a ton of support there. We brought in Kirksey, and he was asked about this in an interview yesterday about stopping the run. And he flat out said, like, you know, stopping the run is an attitude. And I was like, okay, okay. I, li- I like the spark. I like the fire. Can, can, does that, is that it? It's just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to decide to stop the run today. <laughs> and so I'm guessing if that's true, then like you said, the Packers just haven't given a shit for the past like 10 years uh, on stopping the run. So that being said, since 2014. So I would say then, eh, 16. So I would say that if Kingsley Kiki does not step up, if Kirksey doesn't work out, then yeah, the run defense is going to be very, very similar to what it is. I don't think people have talked about moving Rashawn Gary to the inside. I think that's doing Ugh. massive disservice. I feel yeah, like that's completely there. taking away the whole point of drafting him. That'll 100%. be bad. Yeah. yeah, that's not a good idea. Yeah, no. So like, I'm like, no, don't do not do that. So um, yeah, I think that they're just going to have to step up. And it's very similar to wide receiver. Gutekunst came into this season going, okay, gang, if our guys step up, we're going to look like geniuses. If they don't, it's going to suck a whole lot. And that that's really the best answer I have for you because that's all we got. It's the, that That's really the only answer to stopping the run is we have to rely on guys who are just going to develop. Makes sense. So, so yes, I'm scared. <laughs> that's your follow-up question. Yes, uh, I am very scared of the run. We're playing Derrick Henry, like, you know, in, in December. You think that's going to be fun? It's not going to be fun. <laughs> No, no, definitely not. So uh, the Lions obviously signed Gmo. Like we know a little about Gmo, but like you're actually a Packers fan. What are your thoughts on Gmo? He's smiling. That, I think he's happy that we have him. <laughs> oh no, this is not a good look. Um, you guys didn't pay a lot for him, right? 
No, no. no, 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 like, no he no, might not no, even no. make the team. So, uh, Geronimo Allison coming into last year was my sleeper pick to break out. Ooh, that's good. You say woo. He <laughs> <You> didn't. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Geronimo Allison has, so in 2018, he played, I want to say, for like three or four weeks before he got injured. That first like little quarter of the season, he was great. He was one of Aaron Rodgers' favorite targets. He was mm-hmm. getting TDs. Great, wonderful. And he'd been on the team for a while. And Geronimo Allison, to me, the reason why I picked him to kind of break out is because we have a very young inexperienced wide receiver core and Allison had been there for a few more years and I was like oh okay he's gonna be the guy that Rodgers is gonna point to and be like I'm gonna rely on this guy obviously with Devontae Adams because we just have a better connection more chemistry etc the problem is is that either one he dropped balls two he has a massive fumbling problem it is is bad it's a massive fumbling problem um and three, honestly, I think it was just he lost Rogers' trust. So put it, I'll put it this way for you. Could he produce for you guys? Sure. I think you guys got Trevor Davis at one point, didn't you? Right? Didn't you have Trevor no, Davis? No, 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 we never had Trevor no, Davis. I think so. We had Trey Carson. No, oh no, you got the other guy that he, he was a returner for you guys for like a hot second, and we got rid of him. Jeremy Ross. That's the one. Yeah, I do. I was going to say Ross, but I was like, that's the Bengals. Yes, Jeremy Ross. Yes. He was a similar guy, right? In which I was like, he was a speedy guy. I was like, oh, okay, he could be special teams. And then we let him go. And obviously, you know, didn't pan out. But with Geronimo Allison is that, I'll put it this way. He had every opportunity to break out last year in a very wide open wide receiver competition. And he didn't. He got beaten out by Alan Lazard, an undrafted guy. So that's kind of who you're getting. So you didn't really pay a whole lot. But I would say that he has a wide receiver three might be pushing it, but four potential. You know, it's just a matter of can he hold on to the ball? That that would be my biggest thing, because at some point, like he fumbled again and we were just like, yeah, no, we're done. We're, we're not, not going to do this. And, and that's what his role probably would be on the team. Obviously, you got Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola. So you would expect him to be like a four or five competing with those guys. They drafted yeah. Quintez Cepes from Wisconsin this year. So um, if he makes a team, that's where I would expect yeah. him to be at least. Yeah. And now I want to get your opinion on this. So you've already taken low blows, so I'm not even expecting a great answer from this. But from an outside perspective, you know, no Kool-Aid here today. We want a Packers opinion on this, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought I would never say this. How do you think the Lions will compete in the division and then I guess just the conference in general? Yeah. Um, the Lions for me are one of my sleeper teams for this year. And again, the reason being, it, I, I told you, like, I'm not gonna lie to you. So <laughs> the reason being is because for me, the Lions have had such a lack of chemistry over the years, whether it's coaching changes, different personnel, uh, rotating backfield, you know, defense, not being able to hold their own in a crowded division that's full or, or conference or league that is filled with, you know, high flying offenses, I think with the Lions is if you can establish and and this is a really, really low bar, but like a decent running game like and and again, because that bar hasn't been cleared. Like, I mean, just like a bare minimum. It's like passing middle of the pack kind of running game. That team will be significantly better. I thought your defensive line was going to be a lot better than it was last year. You know, you brought in some free agents, you know. Obviously, you know, Snacks Harrison didn't work out. Um, you know, you don't have that anymore. Uh, I, I, talking to Lions fans, like, you either love him or hate him. You know, that's, that it is what it is with I him. Love snacks. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Love, we love Snacks. 
Okay, there you go. All right, so this is a love crowd. So yeah. <laughs> that being said, um, I, I listen, like you guys like kicked our ass for literally every second of the game, you know, that you were basically against us, you know, the past uh, last season and you beat us the year previously. And I so I think that you there's not a, a problem of you being competitive or a lack or a void of talent on the team. It's just like I feel like when Matt Patricia first came in. Yeah, he, he was just like, I'm going to make you guys the Patriots, right? I'm going to sign ex-Patriots players. Yep. I'm going to make Matthew Stafford conform to this Tom Brady-esque. I'm going to do a quick snap, quick re- like quick release and whatever. And Stafford is not that kind of QB, and that's not an insult to Stafford. And I think that now, last year, you saw a little bit more of like, okay, let's let Stafford play a little bit more. Let's let him play his game and his style. And you saw that they improved, right? Obviously, things didn't go the way that you thought they would. Injuries, you know, Stafford getting hurt. You, you can't predict any of that stuff. So I think, you know, with a healthy Lions team, I, I don't think that you'll finish last in the division. I think that that spot's going to be kind of be res- reserved for the Bears. That's that's where I have them this year. Because, <laughs> listen, guys, when you're relying on Nick Foles to be your savior. <laughs> not good. <laughs> it ain't good. <laughs> a guy who's never played a full season ever in his career. So. I think that um, the Lions have a chance to to sneak in. I wouldn't be shocked if they wind up sneaking in at that seventh seed, you know, which is that new and improved seventh seed that that's out this year. And if it's not this year, give them another year with that running game, you know, and, and Okuda being there for another year, building up that secondary. Then I think you guys definitely can be contenders. But I will I will I will give a caveat there. I have said that before. I said a couple years ago that watch out for the Lions. They're going to be really good. And I feel like if Matt Patricia doesn't get his shit together this year, then it's time to being like, all right, you need to ride your golf cart right the hell out of here because like it, it ain't working. That's my mm. perspective of the Lions, that they have a really, really good team, like I would argue the Browns did last year, and Freddie Kitchens did diddly squat for them. And it's starting to look like Matt Patricia is not doing it for the Lions if he's not able to improve on the team this year. So I got straight facts. I got two questions for you. So Division itself, the NFC North, how do you think this NFC North compares to previous years? Because when I look at this NFC North, I think it's one of the weaker NFC Norths we've ever seen in a while, at least. You know, the Vikings obviously maneuvered a lot of pieces retooling the roster. Packers, you know, they didn't really do much this offseason to get better for agency and draft-wise, it seems like, from an outside view. And then the Bears, like we mentioned, what do they do? (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) What do you do? What are your opinions on this NFC North this year? Yeah, I mean, last year I, I pointed to them and was like, oh, crap, like they could be like one of the best divisions in football. Like they they yeah. could be really scary, right? The Bears coming off like their their wild card loss uh, and then like <laughs> the, the Vikings, you know, like they're they're putting the pieces together. I think that, you know, the North is always competitive in of itself, right? Like are usually like the games that we play are always pretty decently competitive in which, you know, the Packers could go to the NFC Championship game and struggle with the Lions, you know, two times a year. Same thing with, like with the Vikings or the Bears or whatever. I think with the Bears, their defense is going to keep it like them in any kind of competition just because mm-hmm. that defense is that good. Bringing in Quinn could go either way. I don't know if he's going to be a great fit for them, whatever. But I think their defense will still be top 10 in just about every single category. Their offense, though. Who the hell knows what's going on with that? That is just a dumpster fire, and I hope they don't establish the run the game and they can just burn <laughs> to the ground. That's fine. So that's the Bears. So, yes, I think they're weaker on that, but their defense will make it scary for, like, some teams, especially ones that rely on the run. Like, for example, like, them, them playing, like, the Vikings, you, they they have to rely on Kirk Cousins to beat, you know, the, the Bears because – 
you know, Dalvin Cook is it's going to be tough for him to really get anything there if he plays. Please hope not. Um, yeah, the Vikings, they lost a lot of defensive pieces, even though they did lose Xavier Rhodes, which I think helped their team, even if they didn't replace him. Uh, <laughs> the roads are open. It's, it's our yeah, announcement. Roads may be wide open. <laughs> wide open. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, with Kirk and that offense, you know, losing Stefan Diggs will hurt them. Adam Thielen will get a lot more looks if they, you know, if Dalvin Cook plays, they'll be fine. But you know, that there's a little bit of who knows, but they had a really good draft. I'll give that to them. The Vikings did have a very good draft. Um, the Lions, we've already talked about. And the Packers, yeah, I agree that they didn't do much to get better, but I also don't think that they regressed. I think that they were a good football team last year. I think they'll be a good football team this year. And this is coming from a guy who last year said the Bears were going to win the division and the Packers were barely going to make the playoffs. So, you know, I think that it's still going to be overall competitive, but, you know, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if we don't have two teams from the division representing the North in the, uh, in the division yeah. in the playoffs. Let me ask you a question. Are you a little bit worried about Aaron Rodgers? Because I mean, just outside looking in, I mean, it looked like he's missing a lot of throws that he normally yeah. makes like in, in the past. Like doesn't look, this doesn't look like the two, the 2012 Aaron Rodgers is pretty much what I'm saying as far as like the, the, throws, he, the throws he's making. And yeah, are you a little bit worried? Are you a little bit worried of that or? So, like, here's the thing. So, like, it's it's a, a matter of taking, like, the homer out of it, right? Of, like, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback ever. I love him, and I'll always support him. But at the same, like, and I and it's interesting that you guys are pointing that out specifically, because that Week 17 game, he missed a lot of throws. A lot against, of throws. Like, a lot of a throws. A lot, a lot. Like, they were ugly. Um, so I, I, I put it this way. Aaron Rodgers can still make disgusting throws. Like that touchdown to Jamal Williams against the Chiefs last year in the back of the end zone falling away is like there's not many quarterbacks that can do that. Right. And I think that he can still do that as he's proven it. He's still incredibly careful with the ball. Does he miss guys more often? Absolutely. Because the guy is, you know, what, 37 years old? Like he's 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 yeah. getting father time is catching up. He still has that mobility. He had two years of injuries. You know, he played the entire season with a broken leg and then he had a broken collarbone the year before. So, yeah, I think he is not 2011, 15 and one Aaron Rodgers. He, there's no way that that's going to happen. However, yeah. I still, you know, I, I trust him 150 percent, you know, to win the game if it comes down to it. Now, again, you put better receivers around him, too. Maybe that changes as well, because he's also playing with Devontae Adams. And then our number two is Alan Lazard, who just popped up on the team last year and is like, hey, guys, like, you know, well, I'm going to decide to be like good. And then after that is barren wasteland. So I would say that I'm not ov- overly concerned, but I mean, it is something to keep in mind, which I also have to say, like, I understand why we got Jordan Love because it also because you never know, right? Like Aaron Rodgers, I don't think it's going to happen. Could come in this year and just just like crap the bed. I don't think it's going to happen. I know you want it to, but like <laughs> it, it could happen because you happen. never know. Like look at Peyton Manning in his last exactly. year. He was a corpse. They literally dragged a corpse out on the field. And the defense yeah. is like, it's all right, Peyton, we got you. <laughs> so, you know, I, do I think it's going to happen? No, but I think Rodgers has, you know, years left of elite play left. It's just okay. he doesn't have to do everything anymore, which he shouldn't have had to to begin with. But yeah. Yeah. We're, we're really familiar with a quarterback that has to do everything. Yes, I know. Well, <laughs> I, I am. I'm going to ask you guys a question. So the, ta- the tables have turned. So Matthew Stafford, the Lions fan base is another one. I, I talked to Lions fans. I talked to two Lions fans every single year. And I have found that it gets split. Either they're like, we need to move on from Matthew Stafford 
or Matthew Stafford is underrated and he just has no help. Do you still like believe in Matthew Stafford for the foreseeable future? Or are you guys like, yeah, no, we need to move on. Which one of you guys want to answer? Because we kind of all feel the same way about this. We all have the same answer, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my perspective on Matthew Stafford, at least, I think he has the tools to bring you to a Super Bowl, lead to a Super Bowl. I think he has all the traits to do that. I don't think he's ever been on a roster for that for him to have that, maybe besides for 2014. But, you know, I'm looking at this. If Let's say it is a whole new regime, Shane. Let's say Matthew Stafford and Bob Quinn are out the doors after this year. Let's say 2020 is a bad year for the Lions, hypothetically. And they go a new route, new regime. I could definitely see the Lions moving on from Matthew Stafford, drafting a quarterback in the first round, you know, depending on where they pick, obviously. That's if it's a whole new regime change. As long as the Lions are under Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, I think they're running out with Stafford. I, I think that's their quarterback. That's the guy they're putting their resources in. But I don't see a whole new regime coming in if, if it's necessary and needed that Matthew Stafford's still part of the plans. I, I think it would be a whole new change. I think it'd be a full-on rebuild, kind of similar to what we're seeing uh, in Miami. I guess is a good yeah. example. I, I think you could kind of see that happening in Detroit if things don't work out with Patricia and Quinn, obviously. But that is wait and see mode right now, and you know we'll definitely have to see how that goes. Yeah, I, I think it's because of his contract. I think is up in a couple of years. I think that's going to be the the big question: is, is are they going to pay him? Yeah. Or they're gonna move on, but Stafford, I think he's an, I think he's an elite quarterback. I think he's capable of winning games, and you know he showed that he take he took the team on his back, and he took a team to the playoffs without a running game with mm-hmm. a, with an injured receiving core. He he done it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, quarterbacks are hard to find. So yeah, yeah, the Bears would with Matthew Stafford would be a really damn good team if they had Matthew Stafford. Shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, their offensive line would also get him killed. But yes, yeah, <laughs> they, uh, yeah. no, I, I agree. I think Stafford is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. And and because he is not, like you said, had a talented roster around him in such a long time, um, he just doesn't get talked about at all. And because he's on the Lions. And because he's on the Lions. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help either. <laughs> you got to factor that in there. Yeah. All right, Tom, we appreciate oh, you joining yeah. us. Tom, you were great, man. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, you were great, man. One of our better guests, I'll say that. Yeah, definitely one of our better guests. <laughs> hey, we, we had... completely suck ass. That's actually surprising. I had in my notes, Packers fan. Oh, this is going to suck. All right. Honestly, <laughs> for a Packers fan, I don't think I've ever been able to communicate with someone for this long. Yeah, no, so, it's it, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, that's why I wanted to make sure I had all of this in view. So you were just like, if you were just like looking away, you're like, wow, it's like I'm talking to another human being. But every time you opened your eyes again, you're like, ah, there it is. You guys can't see it, but he's got like a bunch of Packer hats, some football, some mini helmet sign. Oh, yeah, if you guys want to check out, check out his YouTube channel. He goes face cam. There you go. I, I got you a little plug in there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I promoted our guests. <laughs> no, but definitely go ahead and um tell everybody like where they can find you, man. It's it's Tom Grassi everywhere. Uh, Tom Grassi comedy on all the social media stuff. But yeah, just type in Tom Grassi on on youtube and you'll see my face and you'll be like oh that's why i'm not subscribed so (laughs) (laughs) like if you're if you're listening this is all audio so like you're listening it's right now and you're like wow that sounds like a muppet and then you see the face you're like that makes a lot of sense so like it might actually you know put some things together for you guys so you know all hate mail and death threats are welcome so head on over to tom grassi on youtube 
<laughs> all right guys that is gonna wrap up episode 104 i appreciate all the support lately it's been amazing and tom thank you so much and we're planning to do the whole division so we're gonna get some viking we're gonna get a vikings guy on here we're gonna get a bears guy on here we're gonna recap what they've done this offseason but tom you had first dibs man you guys went 13 and 3 you get the honors to go first so uh we appreciate you and you set the tone the right way and you know they got some tough competition to, uh you know compete with you now so thank you again tom <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot tom <laughs> absolutely guys thanks for having me yeah all right man and we're out all right guys i'm out peace Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.